You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. Robin Carey Stewart here coming to you from the Creating Magic Vacation Studio in beautiful Orlando, Florida. This is show number 132. And this week's main topic is one of the most popular and fastest growing segments in travel, river cruising, and specifically the rivers of Europe. When we first got into the travel industry over 15 years ago, river cruising is something that we knew absolutely nothing about but everyone was talking about it. You're traveling on what essentially were the highways of ancient Europe, a different city every day, sometimes two, and no need to worry about getting seasick on these cruises. Or river sick. True. But yes, the rivers are calm and smooth. There's a really, I think, kind of cool reason that these vacations became so popular back in the late 2000s when we started looking at them. And it's because of a TV show And one that was on PBS. And that show was Downton Abbey. And the company was Viking River Cruises. And since then, they have added ocean ships. So they have kind of renamed themselves to just Viking Cruises. They started in 1997. And their constant advertising on Downton Abbey pretty much made them the only river cruise line that anybody knew about. Our first was in 2014. And that was on Ama Waterways. It was on the Rhone River in southern France, which is one of the rivers that we will talk about here in just a few minutes. And one thing that was very clear on that cruise was that the majority of the guests on board were quite a bit older than we were. Most were in their 70s and 80s. We were definitely on the younger side, being that we were in our 40s at the time. But that is trending downward a lot at this point. You may see a few people in their 20s, but you're going to see a lot more people that are in their you know 30s, 40s, and 50s. But one reason we're excited for this topic is that we are going to a river cruise expo in March in Budapest, Hungary. Yeah, and we're going to be staying on the Riverside Mozart during the event, and they are brand new to river cruising, and we can't wait to visit their luxury river cruise ship. And then right after that expo, we're going to sail with Ama Waterways again. I mean, you can't go all the way to Europe for a River Cruise Expo and not go on an actual cruise. And this one is on the Danube, one of, if not the most popular rivers to sail on. So where can you go on these river cruises? Because there are actually river cruises all over the world, not just in Europe. You can go to Asia, Africa, and both North and South America, and even Australia. I know you want to go there for sure. I know I that's, on, that's on your list. We did have an incredible time sailing on the Amazon River back in 2015. And you know, 2014 and 2015 were really busy cruise years for us. We did 12 cruises in two years. Love that. Yeah, it was fun to see all the differences too, because we were cruising on lots of different cruise lines, including the River Cruise. So before we get into that full list of rivers to sail in Europe... Let's talk about a few more reasons that this type of vacation is so popular and may be perfect for you. To start with, the ships are way smaller. Our Rhone River Cruise had about 175 people on it. The Amazon River one had like 24, 25 other people besides us. Yeah, and then the crew, they were also the cooks, our guides, the bartenders, and the entertainers. Hello to the Chunky Monkeys. Yeah, they were so fun. Another big benefit of the river cruises is that it is a very relaxed cruise and there is minimal entertainment. No casinos, big pools, huge theaters. 
which also means that there is very little to do after dinner, but that's a great time to explore the city you happen to be docked in. Another thing I love about river cruising is that you really get to meet your fellow passengers. Because the ships are all very small and very intimate compared to those large ocean ships, you're going to meet a lot of people. We also found that people were a little more outgoing on these cruises, and there are some that we still stay in touch with to this day many, many years later. You know, you're absolutely right because the ships are so small. You see these people so many times that if you don't start talking, it would be awkward. So you're kind of, oh, hey, good to see you again. How you been? But you really get to know people. These are people that really love the culture and the history of the cities that you're traveling to. And because it's a river, you never lose sight of land. Many people are prone to getting seasickness because the movement on the big ships, that will not happen on a river cruise. I remember sitting down, we were having dinner, and the water line is pretty level with the table. Oh my gosh, are you going to talk about, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, and the swans. We're right outside our window, and we're just having dinner, and a swan, a couple of swans are just swimming right by, right at eye level. And I know, you're right. That so was the, kind of fun. The water line was right at the, at the mid-window level, and they did, they swam right up to us. They're like, why are these people, wait, shouldn't they be underwater? They're below the water line. What, what are they doing? Oh my gosh, are they eating duck? We were not eating. To be clear, we were not we eating were not, duck. No, no. One of my favorite things about river cruising is they often have themed cruises. So we're talking about a wine-specific cruise. We're talking about the tulip cruise. We're talking about a beer cruise, maybe chocolate. Of course, there's always a foodie-type cruise or just historical locations like a castle cruise. I would say two of the really popular destinations would be Oktoberfest in Germany, of course, and the Christmas markets on many of the European rivers. Since this location is so popular for river cruising, let's talk about the rivers in Europe. So when picking a river cruise in Europe, it's best to first come up with either the countries that you want to visit or the historical sites you're most interested in, and then match it up to a river. There are a lot of rivers over there. We're going to talk about the five main ones. Those five rivers are the Rhine, the Danube, the Seine, the Rhone, and the Douro. So we'll start with the Danube. This is one of the more popular ones. And the one we're going on that I'm excited about. Yeah. So this one is visiting countries like Austria, Bulgaria, Croatia, Germany, Hungary, Romania, Serbia, and Slovakia. You can cover a lot of Europe on this particular cruise. The Rhine is going to be France, Germany, the Netherlands, and Switzerland. Yes. This one's perfect if Amsterdam's on your list. Or maybe you want to go to Basel. I mean, there's some really cool cruises here. Or if you want to smell really, really good, you can go to Cologne. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I'm sure that's an excursion up there. There's also some really good wine regions on that touch this particular river. Next up is the Seine. Here, the most popular places are going to be Paris and Normandy. Of course, Paris is a very popular city. And cruising on the Seine not only takes you there, but also the very historic place of Normandy where D-Day took place in World War II. And I think that's the number one reason people will do this particular cruise. You are right. Next up is the Rhone River. And this one goes from the bottom of France and goes all the way up France. So this was the one that we did with Alma Waterways. And we started in Arles. 
and then went all the way up to the gastronomic capital of France, Lyon. And then we ended up flying out of Paris. So we took a train there. But it did include a stop in Beaujolais, which was a really great wine country. What also made this cruise, I think, so special, but also very memorable, is we saw the place where Vincent van Gogh painted Starry Nights, which was actually in Arles. And then when we went to Lyon, even though the cruise was technically over, that was our last stop before we went to Paris, we had a cooking class. And I still remember it to this day. I mean, that's these are some of the things that when you're taking a European river cruise, the things that you can do, we call them excursions, but the things that you can do are limitless. Now, over a little further south in Portugal, there is the Douro River. And this river is really famous for cruising in Spain and Portugal. Again, a totally different experience than what you would experience on the other rivers that we talked about. Because they speak Spanish and Portuguese. Yes. Is that right? I'm I'm guessing that's one reason. I don't know. So if you do want to go on a river cruise, the first step is to decide which river is going to offer the itinerary that you want to experience the most. On our next show, we're going to kind of stay on topic and talk to you about the different river cruise lines, the most popular ones, and those that happen to be our travel partners, which will also give you some information on how to choose which cruise line you want to sail with. Yeah, you're going to learn about some river cruise lines you don't even know about, including a brand new luxury line. And here's one of my favorite sayings, a passport full of stamps is better than a house, or in our case, storage units, full of things. So in 2023, let's adventure together. Let's adventure together.